Hello and welcome to this special series of episodes of Bite Size Gaming. I will be your GM for this series. I'm Troy. Uh, we're going to feature several creators that are taking part in Kickstarter's Zine Quest 3. Now, we took a whole day and Rapid Fire interviewed 13 creators pretty much back to back to get the skinny on what they've been up to. For those of you that don't know what Zine Quest is, let me explain. No, there is no time. Let me sum up. Creators launch a two-week project for a single-color, unbound, folded, stapled, or saddle-stitched RPG zine, and Kickstarter helps them promote it. And at last count, there's, there's over 200 zines launching for Zine Quest 3 this year. And, you know, uh, there are a few of us here on the, the BSG crew that are creators. And uh, we thought it would be kind of cool to highlight a few of the projects that we've seen. So, uh, well, here we go. First up is Tim Obermuller of T.O. Games with Burning of Carbex for the Mothership RPG. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. This is Zach and Troy coming in with another episode, another interview. We're going to be talking with Tim and his zine, The Burning of the Carbex, today. Tim, we're really happy to have you aboard. Yeah, thanks for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate you uh, hanging in there even through not feeling super well. So. <laughs> so I got a couple of questions for you. Uh, we sent your way, and we're just going to walk our way through them. So question number one, uh, is this your first project, or have you created other things somewhere else that beforehand? Um, so this is my, let's see... Uh, this is my um, fifth uh, Kickstarter project. Right on. Um, nice. So previous, uh, but first Zine Quest. Um, my uh, first two were RPG Kickstarters, um, the which were The Hunted, a game of uh, medieval magic, mischief, and mayhem, and then Task Force uh, HAT. Uh, and then after that uh, was a card game called uh, Greatest of All Mountains, um, which was sort of a weird mountain building game. <laughs> um, the first project, the, fir the first iteration, iteration of that, um, unfortunately didn't make the funding goal, but was able to um, relaunch and um, was able to release that product. Awesome. Um, and then, Good to hear that. Yeah. And so now you've dove in uh, to ZineQuest for the first time, and uh, your product is called Burning of the Carbex. But give us up, give us the elevator pitch for your for Carbex here. Sure. Um, so the Burning of Carbex is um, a, a third-party module uh, for the Mothership RPG, um, where you are uh, investigating a. Um, charcoal refinery um, that has sent out a, a distress signal and um, find a disaster there as well as um, a potentially farther reaching disaster due, due to some parasites. Interesting. Very cool. I like it. 
So uh, coming out at, at you said it's a three act product. What's what's the uh, what's the idea behind the three acts? I know it's a larger thing. Is it just kind of the three beats of it, or does each act have its own distinct flavor? There, Tim, you still with us? Uh, we lost him. We lost him. We lost okay, him. We'll Let me keep a couple minutes here. Hold on, folks. Uh, somebody on on Carbex must have got him. That's right. <laughs> If you're watching us live, you can check out Tim's product on uh, Twitch. Thomas will be dropping the links into Twitch and Facebook chats, and so you can see exactly what we're talking about as we talk about it. The joys of live television. That's right. I'll go ahead and say, while we're waiting on Tim, that... Uh, the burning of the carbex uh, uh, is for the mothership system, as he said. Um, I have backed this at uh, at the physical level. A hundred page uh, zine is a pretty astounding feat uh, that I'm pretty pumped for. Uh, most most zines fall about half that page count. Um, so this is a huge, huge undertaking, and um, he has it built out into three acts. And uh, act number one, you can download a preview of uh, on the Kickstarter, if you're curious. And the Lots artwork of... is killer. Artwork is killer. You get like the uh, art book, like a PDF art book, at least at the, uh, excuse me, at the tier that I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you uh, pledge even higher, you can get the uh, the art book as an actual oh. physical product. Oh, there we back? go. Hey, I think... I think I dropped back, or I dropped. I dropped off there. Did you get my explanation of the three acts? We, we did, did not. <laughs> Fire away. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so each of the three acts. Um, so those will be the um, the sort of three locations that you'll be exploring. Um, the first uh, is the refinery, which I described previously. Um, um, the uh, I guess optionally the second uh, is a ship uh, which um, was uh, sort of taken over by this parasite uh, and its um, minions I suppose um, and they are headed towards a much larger pro uh, population to um, sort of spread their influence and then the third location is uh, Carbex itself uh, and the coal mine from which these parasites um, sort of originated hmm very cool so uh what what was your 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 foundational inspiration for for the whole concept of this adventure <laughs> um so um i guess to start with um it was zine quest last last year uh and the project blood floats in space which is another third-party module for uh, Mothership, uh, which mm. is a great setting that I recommend you check out. Um, so that sort of got me into Mothership, but um, um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, the foundational um, idea for this module was when I found a silverfish in my bake in my basement and just started researching, um, you know, what those are all about, and from there I. Uh, just kind of ended up building this campaign. Uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I hate silverfish. <laughs> hate They're them. so creepy. <laughs> they are creepy. They are very creepy. So, okay, what's what's the one what's the one thing about this project that you love above everything else? Um, 
Well, um, I have a, I have a favorite sort of, uh, um, I, I guess you could call it sort of a proto NPC. Um, there's a machine that you will encounter in the refinery called Drinkbot. Um, it's just this like, you know, seven foot tall, like stainless steel, like very, very robot looking thing that, you know, just kind of make sure that the tavern, um, you know, stay like stays orderly. Um, and <laughs> I don't, I don't know why that's, why that was one of my favorite things to make, but I, <laughs> I just always, always laugh when I'm looking at the manuscript and see drink bots. Um, and then in the play testing that I've done, um, there's always some pretty funny interactions with Drinkbot as well. So nice. uh, I'm hoping people enjoy that as much as I do. <laughs> That's interesting. So uh, what is, so Drinkbot is something that you love that got to stay in. Is there anything that you've had to cut uh, thus far? Just because, I mean, pushing 100 pages is 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 quite a bit already for a project uh is there something that you wish you could have added in or or that you had to cut out for some reason yeah there's um so the um the uh, parasite i've gone through sort of several um uh, design iterations i guess and um yeah it's Doing doing diseases in RPGs is just kind of a delicate balance because you want them to feel impactful, um, but mm. also not like overburden your players or wh whoever is running the the module with too many numbers and tables and things like that. <laughs> so right. just trying to make a disease that feels impactful, um, that isn't you know crushing your brain and <laughs> your real life brain in the process oh yeah that's in, that's an interesting thought um yeah especially in the mothership system i can imagine there's a delicate balance between keeping that theme on point and not letting that theme get overburdened with the mechanical aspect so that's interesting yes uh so doing doing the zine quest uh what were the benefits and challenges that you kind of faced uh, putting the burning of Carbex in into the Zine Quest format. Um, well, um, I decided to do Zine Quest because you know, um, even like you know, at a hundred pages uh, approximately in Zine format, that would be a you know a pretty razor thin uh, eight and a half by eleven book. Uh, so that was one of the reasons I decided to do Zine Quest for this. Mm. Um, but um, I guess um, previously, um, my previous projects uh, happened uh, before Zine Quest. So having um, a lot of the, uh, like a lot of a lot of other projects that are sort of in competition with mine, but on the other hand, a lot of people who are coming to Kickstarter specifically for zines has been, you know, um, sort of weird and nice at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, your project's doing really well right now. I think it's uh, over $8,000 as of this recording. What do you think is setting your project apart from other mothership projects? I know there's a couple others that are doing really well as well, but if you had to say like, what do you think is unique about yours as compared to uh, uh, 
uh, like you said, blood uh, floats in space or dead planet and other adventures or settings for, for this system? Um, sure. Um, well, uh, I guess I'd first of all like to say um, you should absolutely check out all the other <laughs> Mothership yeah. projects that, there, that are out there. They are amazing. Um, and I've been talking to some of the people. That whole community is great. Um, but I would say um, what's, what sets the burning of Carbex apart is um, it's, pro it's more of a, probably a more traditional, like, um, I guess, dungeon crawler. Ooh, okay. um, whereas um, some of the other things um, that are out there are more um, like uh, um, settings or um, I know like um, like uh, the drain uh, out there right now is more mm -hmm. of a um, sort of sort of a meat grinder, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so, okay. um, there's there's something out there for everyone. There definitely is, especially for Mothership, it seems like, yeah. Yeah, the variety this year is yeah. kind of nuts, uh, yeah. which is really cool. So yeah. if, if no one has ever played yes. Mothership before, is the Burning of Carbex, it, can, can that be used as a, like an introduction to the, to the system? Or would you, would you say that this um, needs to be I a... I would say... Um, I would say... Um... If if you have players who are coming from um, something something a bit more dungeon crawly, like say Dungeons and Dragons, this might be a little more accessible to them. Okay. Um, but I will I will always recommend uh, the Haunting of Epsilon fourteen, uh, which is a first first party mothership, uh, just a little pamphlet you can get. Um, I haven't seen anyone who's had a bad time playing that one. <laughs> Oh, interesting, Troy, Troy. I think you just picked that up, actually, if I recall correctly. I, I much lately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I, it does sound very familiar. Yeah, we just played through the uh, the Dead Planet, uh, the first part of it uh, together, actually, uh, last week, and we really okay. enjoyed that one too. So, um, yes, yep. Awesome. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we got a couple questions here to wrap it up. We're doing short interviews today. Um, yeah. So, what's next for you? What 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 are you what are you coming out with us at us next with? <laughs> uh, um, you know, I um, uh, right now I'm pretty solely focused on. Um, getting this project ready to fulfill. Um, this is kind of my first like big team project, <laughs> um, so mm -hmm. I want to make sure I, um, you, know, you know, get that right. Um, but I, I do have a couple um, uh, non mothership projects in the works in the works, and um, I, I um, am certainly planning on releasing more uh, uh, mothership third party content in the future. Good, awesome. good, good. All right, Tim. So where can people find you online? Where should they go to check you out and follow anything else that you have coming up or to uh, back Burning the Carbex? Yep. Um, so um, you can find my just personal Twitter page, um, I, uh, which is uh, at Timmy1990May. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook, um, it, which is under Tim Obermuller Games. Um, and then yeah, if um, you if you want to be notified of anything new I have on Kickstarter, you can uh, uh, follow my profile there as well. 
Awesome. Cool. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you. Hope you get to feeling yeah. better. Appreciate you uh, taking the time you. even out of your <laughs> yep. illness to, to chat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Thank you, Tim. Goodbye. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Bye. All right. I hope you liked that, and I hope you went and backed. Uh, next one on the list is James Andrews and Kent Wilmoth of Dapper Rabbit Games, bringing you stories from the slaw, a system agnostic or you know even a D&D hex crawl within a hex crawl adventure. And I think a lot of you are going to like this one, so check it out. Hey, everybody. We're back with another creator interview with Zach and Troy. We're here with James and Kent, who are going to be talking to us about their stories from the Slough Kickstarter. Welcome aboard, Kent and James. Thank you. Yeah, Thank great you. to have you. So, James, you are the writer, and Kent, you're the designer, is that correct? Yes, I am. Yep, uh, writer and uh, sort of a content creator and... Um, yep, that sums it up. <laughs> okay, awesome. So uh, you, your Kickstarter is uh, live right now, and uh, we're going to dive into some questions here. What we like to ask before we dive into this project, though, is, is this your first project, or have you created other things elsewhere that people might know you from? Uh, it's our first Kickstarter project, but we have uh, created things before. We've made a couple of short video games so we posted on Twitch. Um, I've made a role-playing game called Haunt. Uh, it's on drive-thru as well as posted a couple of betas on drive-thru and um, some other free role-playing game related products. Very cool. Awesome. How about you, Kent? I've, uh, all the projects I've made have been with James. Uh, we've made some video games. Uh, we've made Actually, video games are about art, and then we're working on uh, um, another project, uh, Tales from Dungeons Deep, and it's uh, not a zine, but it's a bigger uh, role-playing game that we're working on. So we kind of paused Ooh. on that to work on this one, and so yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to dive into that here in a few minutes and yeah. get get a lowdown on that upcoming project as well. Cool. Well, we're here to talk about uh, your zine called T Tales from the Slough. Um, it's for D&D. Uh, um, James, would you go ahead and just give us the elevator pitch for what uh, what people can expect from your product? Sure. Uh, Stories from the Slough is a hex crawl adventure. Um, it's designed to be plopped pretty much anywhere because uh, while it is a, a weird swamp, um, what makes it a swamp is a ancient leviathan that fell from the sky, crashing into the earth and then just rotting. And his, and that is the swamp, just this rotting beast. So it could be placed in any mountain, swampy area, even a desert, and it would still work. Well, that but sounds it's fantastically disgusting. Yeah, that that's what we're going for. Sort of whimsical, disgusting. Whimsical <laughs> <laughs> uh, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, it's full of crazy monsters like uh, squid with tentacles that reach 12 miles and uh, uh, alien parasites and walking friendly zombies uh, as well as some crazy NPCs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 
Very cool. Oh, that's great. Very cool. So, uh, what inspired this? What uh, what kicked off this uh, sick and twisted idea? Um, I was looking through Instagram, and well, actually, James mentioned the um, mentioned the Zine Quest thing, and I was looking through Instagram, and I was looking at one of my one of the artists that I follow, and um, I forgot the name though, but that's fine. Uh, he draws a lot of like uh, amphibians and lizards and stuff, and he had really cool designs for that, and I drew a lot of inspiration from that. And that's where the uh, frog creature, the tadpole king, uh, the, the tadpole king design that's on our Kickstarter, uh, I drew that up quick, and then we just kind of branched off from that. Decided it would be a swamp with weird mutated creatures, and yeah. Very cool. Interesting. So, so you, the inspiration came from, uh, from Instagram and from other art, and I, I always like that. And I, we were talking with James before, and he said he has these big uh, uh, tomes of <laughs> of inspiration of his own. All these different writings, kind of tucked away, squirreled away uh, for a rainy day. So all of that kind of came together to make the product. Um, we, you already mentioned that it's based kind of around the swamp. Um, talk to me a little bit. You mentioned it's a hex crawl. What sort of niche, what sort of feel can they expect from your adventure? Uh, a lot of hex crawl adventures are like huge, which each hex is like six miles and it covers entire kingdoms. Uh, we decided to zoom it in and fit a hex crawl within a hex crawl. So in the traditional hex crawl this will fit in one hex and uh it's hour by hour just trudging through the mud um finding interesting things it's incredibly dense uh so you you're not going to be running into just um like a pack of goblins or something like that you'll always find something specific to the small area of the swamp that you're in so that's that's what we're sort of going for a uh specific area to explore fully instead of just a sort of scatterings of ideas spread throughout a huge kingdom that's right cool on. yeah so, swamps are good for that sort of thing because they're dense to begin with and mm -hmm. you you can't see but a few feet in front of you a lot of times so there can be things right around the corner so cool yeah i like that idea that that concept of hex crawl inception yeah i like that i could dig that so out of your whole, uh, the, the whole adventure, the whole, the concept, what's the one thing that is your favorite about this project? The one thing that just like, oh, I'm so proud that we put that in. It's really difficult because a lot of it we really like, but <laughs> the whole thing, uh, my, yeah. the aspect of the adventure for me that I'm really proud of is sort of how we've constructed each of the areas um, where each area has two tables a uh, search and random encounter and uh, between those um, there's enough content in each one to last like a whole session just in that one little area um, they're small uh, but sort of vividly detailed little bits of information that uh, fill an entire page of just that one area's essence and i really like that that we've 
managed to do that for this whole 19 hex sized adventure. That's awesome. I, like I love, I could see you like brimming with like, like, like when, when there's a light that comes on in your eyes, James, when you talk, when you think about the content in each of these hexes, and I know, I know you're telling me the truth because I could see you like <laughs> eagerly, like on the tip of your tongue, ready to spill the beans on every single one <laughs> yeah, of these hexes. Yeah, it's like, it, it's listen really to the podcast hard. and nobody has to, nobody has to buy the product because he's going to tell us everything that's in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm holding back. There's a lot of cool monsters. Well, I got, I got to say before we move to Zach's next question, um, the map the map alone is absolutely fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's full of, like, just like you said, it's dense. It's got stuff in every little hex <laughs> and it's fun and whimsical. And I mean, it's great. The layout looks fantastic. I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this so much. Thank you. I was telling James before we uh, started this recording that it's really great to see like a product that comes out that is like we're gonna do our own style and we don't really care what everybody else is doing um like and for me i love the monochromatic feel i love mm -hmm. the like green and white and everything's gonna be green and white at least in this preview and it's like yep so when i when this comes in the mail i'm not gonna be like now which one is this i'm gonna say oh from the first glance oh this is the one that was yeah the 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 slough one um because it's i it stands out amongst the rest so mm -hmm. i love it Cool. So, so we talked about how jam packed it is. So my question would be, is there little tidbits that you tell me about a tidbit or two that you really wanted to put in, but you had to cut out or that you thought of after the fact and you're like, man, if we had space, I would have loved to add that. So, uh, there's a couple of different locations that I would love to put full size dungeons in. Like, uh, there's a castle that's just sunk into the swamp that, and all you see is the tops of it. And I'd love to uh, have players be able to dig into that and flesh out that whole castle dungeon thing. Um, there's the hole of the rotting beast underneath that you could just crawl into, but um, it we only have so much space, so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so we've managed to, uh, we're only doing two dungeons like single page dungeons with uh, layouts um and just letting the gms put in their own dungeons wherever but i wish i could just put more dungeons in there <laughs> interesting i so so Troy said zine and or hex inception so this is that would be the next layer of enhancement <laughs> right exactly. in further in, uh that yeah i can imagine that i i am inspired already um by sunken castle like, that's I'm a cool idea. I'm inspired by crawling underneath the creature. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I there's a there's a product we're getting off topic here a little bit, but there is a a sunken tower product on uh, the DMs Guild uh, with the frog people um, in it, and it it was a lot of fun to run. And like so, to think about not just a single tower, but a whole castle underneath the muck mm -hmm. would be would be a blast. So cool. So with with the zine with the zine quest and 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 putting this product in the zine format, what what are the benefits of doing that for your particular project, and what are the challenges? Pro one of them being, you know, you don't have enough space to give me yeah. more dungeons, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the obvious challenge is that uh, they're meant to be printed out at home. That's like the whole 
pitch of the zine, so you can't have them too big. Um, right now we're sitting close to 60, 60 pages, which printed will be about 15, which uh, is doable. We could put a few more in, but we're, I'm trying to hold back on the content. But <laughs> there are some surprising benefits to the format. Because uh, with these zines, you're not expecting a huge tone adventure. So you're not expecting like um, everything to be detailed because that's just the format. They're short little things. So I can just go in and put just the basics of the creative ideas in there and just let the, play the reader's imagination flesh out the rest of it. And... Uh, I won't be disappointing people because that's exactly what they're signed up for. Uh, and that is like really allows me to have some like really cool things in here without uh, bashing my head into the wall to make them work. <laughs> awesome. So, so there are a lot of zines out there right now. We talked about that before. There's, there's at this point, I think there's, couple hundred um, that have launched or are launching um, and a lot of them are fantasy and a lot of those fancy uh, fantasy ones are um, D&D related or or additives to your D&D game so what sets your product apart from other zines or other products in in 5e uh, well a lot of it is that like clear design of that uh you're talking about with the with the art um not only will it be fun to play but fun to look at um then it's just another adventure which um is always good uh i don't intend for this to replace any other adventures or to um like be chosen over some other swamp but it's just more places for players to go i always uh I always like more and not uh, not worry about uh, the competition, um, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I did because like like Zach said before, it's like it, it it definitely stands out. It is not cookie cutter in any way, and it's it just feel. I mean, just reading the Kickstarter page, it just feels fun, mm -hmm. and and uh, yeah, for that alone. Without reading the rest of, of the Kickstarter page, I backed it. So you know. <laughs> well, thank you. It's all yes. well. Yeah, it's on my list. Once I get through all these interviews today, all my money goes because go <laughs> back, 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 yeah. back. How it goes? Yeah. Yeah, Zach is good at costing me money, and this was his <laughs> idea, <laughs> and he's is gonna. Okay, so, uh, would this be good for a, a good adventure? A good kind of. Um, thing to get someone into a system because i mean you, you, you it's, it's for D, D, or it can you can use it for another system of course would this be a good introductory adventure for people so uh for players i think it would be a great introduction to just uh weird and sort of wonderful whimsical kind of gameplay um less uh go to a dungeon kill goblins come back to town and more just raw exploration of an unknown place for dms i don't honestly i don't think that it would be the best introduction as a game to start dming because it, it does require a lot of um 
just of not so much running it off the cuff, but uh, understanding how all of these th people and places interconnect. And uh, it can be okay. overwhelming for a new DM. I can, I can, I can see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that. But I could also see, like you said, it would be... I'm picturing something like this to be... You could use this for uh, a group of new, new kids that have never played before because of the weird and the whimsy. Or you could ratchet up the the gross, yeah. rotting leviathan factor, and and do it for uh, some new new adults that uh, have never played. So I'm digging that. So what? I mean, we kind of touched on it at the beginning, but let's let's really dig deep a little bit. What's next for you guys? What what are you what after this is over? So after this project is the Kickstarter is done and. Uh, it's all complete and mailed out and everything. We're going to start preparing for our next Kickstarter, which is a uh, full role-playing game, um, OSR-inspired. Not Some people would argue that it's not OSR because I've sort of done my own thing with it, but it's very much in that thing. Um, a role-playing game called Tales from Dungeons Deep, which is um, classic fighter, rogue, mage, uh, elf, dwarf, but... I've with the design in such a way that every part of the adventure is um, interacting with another part, and you need to make a good decisions. Like bringing a torch into the dungeon is a legitimate choice, and uh, so is bringing in food. Uh, a crowbar could save your life or um, take up treasure. Um, do you want to spend this gold to level up, or do you want to spend this gold to buy a fancy new staff, or to even just um, build yourself a dungeon? Because there are a whole bunch of mechanics in it, from running your own town, building up into a kingdom, and building a reputation within a tavern, and even a gr gritty... 17th century inspired surgery and miasma driven plagues so it's it's just a jam-packed game full of fun little tidbits i love it that sounds really fun yeah i'm excited to see it you'll have to send us some links when it when uh when you're ready to reveal it in full and we'll we'll check it out heck yeah yeah maybe sure. we, maybe we can get you back on and uh talk about it a little bit more in depth sure. yeah uh we're very excited for it and uh it's at a point where it feels like it's really close, but also really far from being done. Like, uh, mm -hmm. everything of it's done, but it's not completely done. Right. Yeah. It's just that I frustrating 10% <laughs> part. Yep, I hear you. Uh, well, hey, uh, so this is our final question. Where can people find you online? The most uh, reliable thing for us is Twitter at uh, DapRabbitGames. Um, we're also on uh, Discord. I think we have a Instagram and Facebook, um, but just Twitter search, is what we use for, most. Yeah, just search for DapRabbitGames on Instagram and you'll find us. Um, I try to post there often, but it's kind of hard. So. I love the name too, DapRabbit. Thank you. Yeah completely randomly generated just hit company name ideas until one of them <laughs> came up and we're like okay that works it took us days to try to pick one up that's, that's awesome, awesome. 
<laughs> I'm so pleased. Well, thank you, James, and thank you, Kent, for coming on. Uh, folks, check out uh, Stories from the Slough. Uh, the link will be in the show notes, but we'd encourage you to go check them out. Follow Dapper Rabbit Games uh, on Twitter and Instagram and anywhere else. And uh, we'll hope to see them again in the future. Yeah. All right. Thank you, James and Kent. And thank you all. Uh-huh. See y'all. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Now that you've uh, gotten out of the swamp, uh, to finish out this episode, we have Christopher McClanahan representing Tabletops and Tentacles, bringing you a new system with three die six. It's a game of insects with three lives that fight with swords, all while adventuring on a strange planet. Yeah, I know. Trust me. Christopher explains it way better than I can. So dive in and uh, let us know what you think. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I'm your host, Zach, along with my co-host, Troy. Back for another creator interview. Uh, This time we are here with uh, Christopher McClanahan from Tabletops and Tentacles. And we're going to be talking about his new project, uh, his new zine coming, I, we're hoping, tomorrow, called yeah, it Three should be Die tomorrow. Six. Yeah. All right. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so before we get into that project, though, Christopher, one of the things that we like to do uh, is just ask you, what other projects, if any, might people know you from right out the gate uh, before this project went live? Uh, <clears throat> well, we... We used to do cons full-time before the pandemic hit, so we, we would do 30 shows a year as Deeply Dapper, um, so that was like our full-time gig, um, so they might know us from shows, we do a lot of like gaming shows and that kind of thing as Deeply Dapper, selling artwork, we do handmade geeky soaps with dice embedded inside them, and candles, and beard oil, um, and just like that kind of stuff as well. Uh, this is actually going to be our 18th Kickstarter project project it's just the first under this account um but we we launched a magazine in january called tabletops and tentacles it's uh old school geeky zine it's got like reviews and interviews and a little bit of everything in there it's got rpg adventures uh alan barr from gallant night games does a column in it every month well every whenever it comes out it's not monthly (laughs) anymore but um and so we do a lot of different stuff uh we launched a couple of enamel pin projects and uh we did launched a card game two years ago and a little bit of everything honestly (laughs) oh my gosh sounds you guys are busy uh you you're deeply dapper but you're also just like deeply trenched in (laughs) a ton of stuff it sounds like geez yeah yeah it's uh we we made the choice to go indie artist uh, about five and a half six years ago and it's been a hustle ever since, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work sometimes, but it's a lot of fun. Right awesome. I dig it. Well, today we're here to talk about your newest project. It's uh, coming to ZineQuest on the 9th, uh, mm-hmm. and it's called 3Die6, which the with the die in the middle being spelled out D-I-E. Um <laughs> Which I liked. That that was almost enough for me right there. Then I saw the art and I was like, yep, this is cool. Um, give us the elevator pitch for 3Die6. Uh, What's it all yeah. about? 
So 3D6 is essentially just an old-school dungeon crawl RPG. Um, you're playing little alien bug things, crawling around tunnels, fighting giant spiders and little ant men looking for treasure. Um, it's It was really designed to be something that you could do like a one-shot. If you can't play with your whole group for the weekend or something like that, you can pull this out, make characters in five minutes, and start playing. Um, it's, I, I love that kind of like old school funnel dungeon crawling game stuff. This actually was originally designed as a board game, but we, um, manufacturing in China is a nightmare right now. And we decided it would be pretty easy to take it and morph it from a board game system, cut the minis and all the other erroneous crap and turn it into a zine this way. And it's, it was a pretty smooth transition with it. I had a lot of fun working on this. It's a lot of wacky characters and weird creatures and stuff. Okay. Interesting. I can, I can dig that. That's pretty cool. So what was the, what was the inspiration for the whole three die six? Um, honestly, I love insects. Like, I've always loved bugs and tentacles and creepy underground and underwater things. And I wanted to do something with that. There's also the whole inclusion stuff with RPGs lately where, mm-hmm. like, I, I kind of wanted to do something that wasn't necessarily humans. I, I was like, you know what, let's, okay. let's do little bug insects that are blue. Because then anyone can be an insect. It's not... It's as inclusive as you can be without having including anything. <laughs> um, and I just, I love insects and I like the idea of a, like a little spider holding a sword, honestly. So, um, and you know, bugs die all the time. So I came up with a, a, the characters in this are their hive minds and each body has three different minds inside it. And you can control each of the different characters at different times. But if you want to swap characters, you have to like do a cocooning and take like a long rest during the game. And it lets you play like the healer or the ranger or the the barbarian classes all in the same game. So it's got that funnel aspect where things die all the time in it. But if you die, you just swap characters and start playing the next one all in the same alien body. It's it's super weird. <laughs> I love it. That sounds funky, uh, <laughs> which is which is one of my favorite verbs for for little <laughs> RPGs. So yeah, yeah, and I wanted it to be solo playable. So the system on it, the the three die six part. Most of your standard checks when you're playing, like if you're doing a skill check or something, you just roll three d six, and then you compare it to the the challenge rating and everything, just like a standard game. But when you go into combat or special event situations, you roll them as three die six, and that gives you two different dice. One's the attack or in, the attacker interact die. One is the defend or control die, and the last one is an effect die. And the last one tells you even if you're playing solo how the enemy reacts to the attack and so it gives it kind of that that narrative push that works really well if you're playing it as a dm rpg because you you don't have to do any work you just tell them what it says on it but you can play it solo as well so i this is it's a weird project but like i've got i'm a big like choose your own adventure like game book fan and so we've got uh one of the zines is going to be like an adventure game book so you can play it solo that way with the old school choose your own adventure stuff or you can play it as a traditional rpg with people interesting very cool yeah it's a little ambitious for zines but it's it's been fun (laughs) right 
but um, it sounds really cool how you can how you're doing it both ways with the uh, the solo angular. Um, yeah. So what out of this project? What's the one thing that you're like? Oh, I'm so glad this got put in. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a tricky one. Um, honestly, loving the art style that I'm using right now. Um, the uh, we're doing a lot of like like the old school comic book coloring on it, but we're also using limited color because it's Zine Quest. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure book, which is delve your own dungeon for this, um, is all just black and white art, and then the the actual core rule book is just purple and blue, and it's been mm-hmm. really fun working in those two color combinations because they're real evocative. The world that it takes place in is called the Shimmer, and everything is covered with like a phosphorescent fungus and so you've got that that pink fungus that's glowing and providing light and food and everything for it but it also creates obstacles like little fungoid creatures that you have to fight and that kind of thing and it's just been a blast working on the art for this i do all the artwork myself and coming up with ways to take the insects and turn them humanoid but still blatantly insect has been really challenging but fun that's awesome. I love that you're doing the art that way. Like, like we were just talking about that with the last group of, uh, of creators, but like zines, I love the most because when you get them in your hand, you know, that like somebody, one person, maybe a couple people made this yes. and you learn a lot about that person. And, uh, so hearing that you wrote it or designed it and then also uh uh did the art is like okay so we're gonna learn a lot about christopher when we play this game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's most of everything we do we, like i need as it's it's me and my wife but she's mostly just like the taskmaster that says oh no you have too many projects why don't you finish this one first <laughs> um but most of everything like our magazine that we do uh, tabletops and tentacles is 150 pages and i did 97 pages of that and then i do all the layout and the graphic design and the artwork for it and part of it's just that art's the most expensive part of a project usually mm-hmm. so it's nice being the artist that can do it too yeah. um, but i've published a couple of novels and i love creating worlds and rpgs in particular let you create a world that other people can live in and i think that's such a cool thing in rpg and oh, yeah. yeah with the zines especially like that's one reason i've been doing all my my youtube uh preview videos for the zine quest is just zine quest is ah, it's so perfect for these weird funky little projects that you would never do otherwise like there's one out there for like a cosmic lighthouse it's like a solo journaling project and then you flip the page and it's about trans vampires waiting for health care and it's uh, like all of the different stuff they have on zine quest is amazing this time of year yeah. i love it oh christmas <laughs> christmas in february i think is what everybody yeah, said my, so my far. bank yeah, account yeah. does not feel that way but yeah <laughs> uh so, so one thing that I like that I'm always curious about, and it sounds like I, I kind of have an in already. You've mentioned it, uh, but this was originally a uh, you had intentions on this being a board game, and you had to make a transition, or you chose to make a transition to a zine. Is there a mechanic or an aspect, an element that you had to cut during that process that you would have liked to have seen in here, or that maybe they'll you're like, well, maybe I'll get to tack that on later or something. What's what got Definitely left the visual aspect. Uh, cutting the the miniatures and the board and the maps and that kind of thing was real tough for me. I mm-hmm. I'm not a big miniatures fan, but I do love having a little thing moving around on the board. And I thought oh, the yeah. idea of like little insects with swords super cool. 
but I'm not a 3D designer. Any, I don't know how to do that stuff, and it's not cheap. So it did make nope. it much cheaper this way, but <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want these cool little terrains with mushrooms everywhere and little bugs and stuff. So right I may just have to like start sculpting my own terrain just so that I can do that part. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. I'm a yeah. fan of that. So what, uh, what are the benefits and the challenges of putting this particular project in the zine format? Uh, it's definitely reining myself in. That's been the hardest part. I Like, our magazine was supposed to be 60 pages, and it ended up being 150. I have a really hard time streamlining and tightening things down without, like, feeling like I'm sacrificing a child kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even this, where it's supposed to be the one zine, I have two zines. We're also going to release a deluxe version of the core book that has Ooh. extra stuff. So, so <laughs> I, I guess one of the pluses of it is that it's Kickstarter. I can do whatever I want and just put it in there. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. I... You... And three die six is gonna get a lot of my money tomorrow. That's that's all I gotta say about this. <laughs> Luckily, it's not too spendy. You can get the 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 deluxe core book and the the zine for like twenty five bucks. So it's not too bad. <laughs> cool. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Either way, I'm excited and relieved now. I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So what is the so you so you designed a new system for this game? Um. What itch does that system scratch like why what was the decision to say we're going to make something completely different and separate uh, that see and that was a really challenging for me because when we went from the board game to the rpg i was like why don't we just go 5e or dungeon crawl classics or something with it and it does have like some aspects of like the dcc stuff um i'm a big mutant call classics guy i love that okay. game mm. um but there was just there was something about being role playable but also solo playable that i wanted in there and so that three die six system it's kind of neat so like you've got your enemy and the enemy has like let's say they have four life so they will have four actions that they can do and when you roll that effect dice if you hit them they lose one of their actions because they lose a life and That's so cool. as you are killing them they're losing their abilities to fight back as well but both you and a lot of the creatures have something called a last gasp that lets them do something epic if they die so there's mm, this interesting nice. balance to it where like your characters you've got three in your one body here and the same thing happens to you if you get damaged you have to choose whether your strength gets hit or something like that and so then those roles mm. are all at a disadvantage when you're playing so it's got this like cool kind of strategy to how you want to play it whether you want to play a certain character because you know you're going into a trap room versus a room full of enemies and there just wasn't a system that itched that scratched yeah. that itch quite the way i wanted it to i like the idea that you can play it solo because i'm lonely and i'm sitting in the basement with my muppet and i have no one to play with <laughs> 
That's cool. I that reminded me a little bit. There's a game that came out, I think, last year called Dead Halt, or the year before last. Um, and Dead Halt has a little bit of that. Like as the monster dies, it loses or gets hurt, it loses some of its abilities, and it changes its abilities. And oh, cool. I, I always thought that was a really cool idea. And I'm ex- so now I'm I'm hooked even more so. So awesome, <laughs> yeah, fantastic, really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a little crazy, but it's a blast. I've already like, oh, if this does well, I could do a dungeon version of it. And just do like classic fantasy stuff so well well that kind of leads into my next question what's What's next what's What's next next? yeah uh i've got a couple of things um i'm doing the artwork for an rpg that uh alan over at gallant night games is doing that's very um sort of 60s noir themed um it's a solo game where you're playing a hitman and it's based i don't know if you've ever seen the movie la samurai but it's based off of that it's a gorgeous french noir film that's really cool so that's going to be a like a cool painted style um our magazine tabletops and tentacles tabletopsandtentacles.com um it's a quarterly release that we're doing right now i'm working on the third issue of that which is all cryptid themed so i'm like i interviewed a, a person that writes books about sasquatch the other day and talking to a game designer about his game cryptid cafe so that's coming out um we just released the second issue of it and the third one should be out next month sometime um and then i am working on a different rpg with my brother who we've kind of designed a role-playing system from the ground up that can work as a miniatures game or as an rpg and he uses d12s just because not enough people use d12s and i think they're cool (laughs) yeah and then i'm actually that's very fair yeah (laughs) and then we're also um i've just started diving into a a merkborg uh supplement as well since that game's nuts and i like to do crazy things it is nuts (laughs) so 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 what you're saying is you have some extra room on your plate that you could do some more things oh yeah totally okay yeah yeah. i had a guy reach out to me today about doing the the graphic design for his rpg and i was like sure why not i'm not doing anything else All right. So we're, as we're wrapping up here, Christopher, uh, where are the what's the best place for people to find you online if they want to if they want to hear more about this upcoming stuff or want to see uh, uh, the progression of three die six as you as you put it into production? Yeah, uh, tabletopsandtentacles.com is probably their best place to find me. Thanks to our Patreon page where you can subscribe to the magazine. Um, it's got links to like our social media, all the YouTube stuff we're doing as well. Uh, we just got done releasing like 33 videos for ZineQuest in the last four days or something ridiculous like that. Um, and it's just me out in my studio being a dork mostly um but yeah tabletopsandtentacles.com is the best place uh if you go to our patreon page that's where like if you join for five bucks a month that gets you the digital copy of the magazine and a print on demand code through drive through plus like behind the scenes stuff and that kind of thing so if you really want to get all the dirt it's the patreon page but right on Sweet. And I'm on well, all the social medias and just really bad at doing all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll put all that down in the show notes, uh, everything that you sent. That's that's great. Um, well, hey, Christopher, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us for a little yeah. bit. I, again, encourage everybody, if you're listening to this live, uh, Thomas has been posting the link to 3Die6 uh, in the chat. Recommend you go check it out. Get notified when it goes live. Um, I know I will, I've already clicked that button, uh, myself, um, and we'll look forward to seeing, uh, everything that you have coming out in the future, Christopher. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. (laughs) Yep. Folks, we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Coming up soon.
All right, those are our first three interviews in this series. Keep your eye out for the next one, where we talk about strange kids, getting stuck in cramped and dark places, and a bunch of gross junk. We will we'll talk to you next time. Have a great game, everybody. Bye.